0: is sit in friends in the morning. Entertaining and informative.
1: Oh, you're my best
0: 77 WABC. I don't think that's very responsible at the time where we're still investigating the situation. We have so many cases where passengers assist of, of the riders, and uh, we don't know exactly what happened here.
1: Now that's a good response. The mayor, Eric Adams, had not rushed to judgment. He could have very easily said, oh, no, no, good, the guy's dead, murder. He didn't do it. So, Mayor Eric Adams fresh off what I thought was a very good appearance with me two days ago, taking Tiffany Caban to task and certainly AOC after giving the cops a raise. been a couple of good days for Adams on this show. Outside, of course, using the word racist to describe Abbott, which I did go at Eric Adams very hard, very hard. But, um, he's right, you know we gotta get some more of the details and and i'm I'm in the same boat if I find out that there was really something egregious here, then I reserve the right to change my mind, but at least at this point, this guy tried to subdue a crazy person with forty priors folks forty that's even thirty more than George floyd, and he was trying to help the passengers who were clearly scared some of them. And Jordan Neely, unfortunately, died. But I'm not sure that means homicide. I'm not even sure it means manslaughter. But you got this fat, stupid Manhattan DA who only cares about putting Trump and white people in jail. So I would say this Marine is probably in trouble because he's a white guy and some maniacal black guy ended up dead. But my next guest knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. Fox News, Radio, I miss a brilliant career. He's on every Thursday at this time because he's great. Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge Andrew Napolitano, you heard what I just said. Your thoughts.
0: Uh good morning, Sid. It's morning. always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Well, we, we, need to know, we need to know what the facts are uh, here. I'm glad that he's not in jail. He's not a danger to the community. He, he's a potential savior of the community. I speak of the uh, 24-year-old Marine. Uh, but, you know, you, you can only use, uh, under the law, you can only use deadly force when you have a reasonable belief that you are being confronted with deadly force. You know, you can't you can't uh, uh, shoot a bank robber who's unarmed with a bazooka.
1: Right, but but he didn't shoot anybody. He put the guy in a headlock. The guy was resisting. And, look, there's no question. Sometimes people take it too far. But when you're in a physical confrontation and the other guy is on the floor yelling and screaming and kicking, I'm sorry. You know, they're using too much force. Who the hell is somebody else to decide that when you're in that type of situation?
0: Well, that's what we have juries for, and that's what hopefully Alvin Bragg's people not but you can't but
1: you can't trust alvin bragg you can't trust alvin bragg you can't trust these juries you can't trust these judges where a white guy uh does something and a black guy ends up dead he's already guilty i walked through five protests yesterday judge in new york city these crazy people yelling and screaming and they know nothing about this case other than jordan nearly died at the hands of a white man i'm sick of it
0: well i'm sick of it too But there does have to be a legitimate investigation, which the NYPD will do, and they'll do it better than anybody else. Uh, And then the facts have to be presented. So what I would advise is for uh, this fellow to testify before the grand jury investigating him. He'll come off as an honest, decent, selfless human being that was trying to protect the people on that uh, subway car. That's if it goes that far. That's if they do want to charge him with some sort of criminally negligent homicide. It's not It's not mur- murder. It's not first-degree murder or second-degree murder. The most it can be is using too much force on his neck uh, to subdue him. But this guy, as creepy as he was, this Neely fellow, he has the right to live. Uh, and and the right to live is the highest right there is. It is the, It is a higher right than your right to be free from these people on the subject. I mean, that. I share your view of Alvin Bragg. I share your view uh, of the system in New York. Unfortunately, it's the system we have. We elect judges. We elect prosecutors. They run for office making promises. Their promises often have nothing to do with justice, like I'm going to get Trump, so vote for me. That's the system. That's what we're stuck with. However, Alvin Bragg has hundreds of prosecutors that work for him. Some of them are former students of mine when I was a professor at uh, Brooklyn Law School. These are decent, honest people whose job it is to interpret the law and decide if there's enough evidence uh, to prosecute. Ninety percent of these prosecutorial decisions don't even reach Bragg's desk. They're made by professional line career prosecutors. So you so have to have some faith in that.
1: Right. So uh, talking about cases in New York— my friend Joe Tacopina back in court today. He wow. had uh uh Gene uh, Carroll back on the stand yesterday. And I know for a fact he's he's getting to her. Uh he is and you know she's having a difficult time proving that this alleged rape happened thirty years ago, again, much like this Jordan Neely case, that doesn't stop these psychotic Mostly women, but supporters, anti-Trump people from standing out of the courtroom every morning and yelling and screaming at Joe Takapina as he enters the courthouse to do his job. But I think today's the last day. I think she'll be back on the stand. Donald Trump, of course, is not coming. They provided a video, which will play more of today in court, where he says this is complete nonsense. It should be summed up, I think, as early as Monday. But uh, between you and I talking to Takapina, I get the feeling that he's very confident that Donald Trump will do well
0: here. Let me tell you, Joe Tacapina's cross-examinations of Ms. Carroll were so superb, so excellent, that law students will study it uh, in the classroom um, in, in future years. It was a classic, classic demolition of a witness. Uh, by one of the most skilled cross-examiners in our era. Trump is many times uh, mocked in the media for picking television lawyers to defend him, not necessarily the best. In this case, he has arguably one of the two or three best cross-examiners in New York City, uh, the only thing I would have done different is I would have had him uh, take the stand. But I don't have – I'm not in the courtroom. I don't have a feel for the courtroom. Well, let me tell you
1: or- why you didn't do that. I'll tell you why I didn't do that. Because as soon as Donald Trump shows up and takes the stand, it becomes about Donald. And I know Tacopina wanted to make sure this is about her. He walks in, everybody's looking at him, they forget whether they're even in the first place, and that takes away from Tacopina's cross-examination. So he didn't want that. He's got Trump on video saying what he would say in the courtroom anyway, and now the spotlight remains on the lady, not on President Trump.
0: And the spotlight should be on her. I'll tell you another reason, uh, probably not articulated publicly, Uh, why Joe probably didn't put the president on the stand because New York has what's called a prior bad act rule. It's a horrible rule. We have it in New Jersey. I was sometimes uh, reversed by appellate courts because I didn't enforce this rule. I thought it was terrible. Here's what it is. If Trump takes the stand and denies the rape, the uh, Miss Carroll's lawyer can inquire about everything Trump has done in his prior life, whether it has anything to do with this case or not. That's the prior bad act rule. It's horrific. It diverts the attention of the jury from the facts in the case to the history of the person on the witness stand. So by not putting him on the witness stand... Uh, Joe denies the plaintiff the opportunity to do that to the uh, to the former president. So that's,
1: yeah, that's a good thing, yes. So I'm talking to Frank Morano the other day, Judge, and I don't know if you know this, but he actually filed a complaint against the judge in not this case with Trump, but the first case with Alvin Bragg here in New York City. And he filed the complaint because he finds out, and it's public record, that the judge, not Captain, the other judge, The judge has made political donations to Joe Biden. Now you tell me, Judge Knapp, how you can have a judge in a case that has Donald Trump on the stand with a bullseye on Donald Trump. How do you have a judge in New York who has made political contributions to Joe Biden and expect that guy to be fair to Trump? So I applaud what Frank Morano did, but the bigger question is, how many judges have done the same thing that are sitting on a bench in New York today with a guy like Trump on the stand?
0: Probably a lot. I agree. They probably won't hear Frank's complaint, but I agree with the, with the thought behind the complaint. Look, New York has this political system. When I was on the bench in New Jersey, we were prohibited from contributing to any political campaign. We were prohibited from making any political statements. Remember, I had a lifetime uh, appointment. I didn't have to run every seven or every 14 years, whatever the term is in New York, depending upon which court uh, you're in. So it would be difficult to find a judge in New York, A, who is not a Democrat, because Manhattan is virtually all Democrat. In New Jersey, the judges are half Republican, half Democrat. Uh, B, it would be difficult to find a judge who's not involved in politics because they all have to run for office in order to get their job. The question is, was it just a nominal contribution because the party wanted everybody to contribute, or was it a substantial contribution? Honestly, I think it was about $15, which is so small it's ridiculous. But the party bosses probably said to these guys, you want the Democratic nomination, you got to give something, anything, even just a few dollars to everybody on the ticket. That's probably the way it works. However, I do believe that he should recuse himself. This case is too big, too important. Trump is uh, too uh, important to uh, the country. There must not only be uh, 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 neutrality, there must be the appearance of neutrality. And there is no appearance of neutrality, A, because of his rulings in a prior Trump case, B because of this, although nominal, still a contribution uh, to uh, Trump's opponent last time right. around. And, right. On a around.
1: 60 seconds to go talking about Frank Morano. I know you and Frank and uh, Gerald uh, Celeste and others are getting together May 27th up in Kingston, New York. I believe they're calling it OccupyPeace.com. Uh, I guess it's one big peace rally. Tell me about this big appearance coming up with Frank on May the 27th.
0: Well, this is about four or 500 people. Uh, Jerry Salenti, Gerald Salenti does this every either Memorial Day or the 4th of July. Uh, And we uh, make the argument that Joe Biden is leading the country slowly into World War III and lying about it. It's an easy argument to make today, thanks to the documents that uh, the, the top secret documents that were released by uh, that kid uh, on Cape Cod. We know that the government believes the Ukrainians are going to lose. We know that the government is telling the American people the Ukrainians are going to win. Uh, This is two efforts. One, by Joe Biden and his neocon buddies to push Putin out of office. Not going to happen. Two, an effort by Joe Biden and Republicans to support the military-industrial complex. The equipment we are giving to the Ukrainians, is coming from our substance, not from our surplus. God forbid we are attacked. We don't have that stuff with which to defend us. The public doesn't know this, but the American military industrial complex is working 24 seven to build military defensive equipment to replace what Joe Biden has given away. He should not have given it away. Congress authorized them to give it away. Congress did not authorize them to start World War III.
1: There you have it, folks, May 27th, Kingston, New York. Join my dear friend here, Judge Napolitano, Frank Morano, and a host of others, up to 500 people. Sounds like a very important night. And as always, Judge Knapp, an amazing appearance on this Thursday morning. I love you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Sid. Oh, I was at Perulia the other night. We were toasting you. God bless you.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that. I love those people, too. And I'll be working out right across the street at the New York Sports Club on 34th between Park and Lexington later on this afternoon.